Hi, this is Jeff Sokol, author, financial business owner, and family man. Join us as we deep dive into what it takes to be a man in today's world. We'll cover everything from exposing financial truths, politics, and entrepreneurship, all to help you in your role as a father, provider, and a husband. This is not a safe space. So buckle up for some controversy, subscribe, download, and we'll see you on the show. So welcome, guys, back for another week of the podcast. I have Jeff Sokol here, the CEO of SmartWealth, uh, me, the vice president. And we're here to talk about some serious topics today, guys. And one of it really draws around preparation. Um, we need to be prepared in this life. And, and we always say that. And, and the funny thing is, when we think about preparation or anything in life, we always think it's not going to happen to us or we're not that person. Because nobody wants to think about the downside in life. But unfortunately, we've got to be prepared. Isn't that right, Jeff? Well, I'll tell you, man, like right now, we can bring it back to current events. Right right now, there's things going on in the world. You know, people always people always uh, laugh at me for, for being what they consider to be a prepper, you know, and, and being a prepper is somebody. Wait, wait, wait. You, you got to let these people know about being a prepper. How many cans of meat do you got? How much beans you got, <laughs> rice? What, what's going on in your fort over there, man? Well, you know. Growing up in, in South Louisiana and, and uh, growing up hunting and fishing and stuff like that, we always were always able to stock up a, a good deal of meat and, and and always had meat available, always had produce available and, and things of that nature. And it's just something that I've always stuck with. Um, my great-grandparents, my grandparents, they, they, always, they, they always kept all their own food. They, they, they grew their own food. They can their own food, and and so that's just something that that has kind of been in my nature. And so we live out here, out in the out in the mountains of Montana, um, and being out here in the, in the in the mountains, you know, we're, we're pretty secluded, you know, and that's the way that it, that's all by design, by the way, um, because right now you see what's going on in in the world. The WHO just declared coronavirus a, a global pandemic. Now, I've I've been a couple of I've I've been on on two different sides of this thing, you know. And on on one hand, we have the idea that yes, this is a man-made virus. Uh, it was made for a reason, and there's lots of things that'll tell us that. Um, but at the same time, we're looking at something that is a uh, that. You know, people say, oh, well, it's only affecting a small percentage of the population as far as death is concerned. And that may be true. But at the same time, look at the effects that it's having globally and 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 especially, you know, just nationally. Look at what's going on nationally. There's there's a lot that is going to take place just because of the um, of this coronavirus deal. Okay. So, and, and real quickly, Jeff, not everyone that's here in this podcast actually knows about the coronavirus or what, where it came from. You know, obviously, it's not a coronavirus driving around on a bug or something of that nature. Um, let let the people know. I guess it, it came from bats, is what we're told. Um, I've I've heard you know from people that feel like within the industry too that it it could have actually even came down to because people in the country out of China they eat bat soup. Yeah. Um, so it's it's one of their cuisines actually there, and they're thinking that possibly someone consumed the bat, or they actually the ones that were killing and handling the bat prior to the soup could have actually started the outbreak. Um, so for those of us that don't know, why don't you give a little history on 
actually where you feel like the origination was from. Well, they, you know, one of the first things that, that took place is that, you know, back in, uh, I guess, I want to say back in January, maybe they, they arrested a guy from Harvard, a chemistry professor from Harvard who had a lab in Wuhan that, that was, uh, that was a biochemical lab. Okay, so there's a there's a laboratory in, in Wuhan. This guy gets arrested. He was shipping vials over to, and bringing vials back and forth over, over there to Wuhan, um, and they there's a lab there that has this virus in the lab. Now, if you look at all of these things, not just the lab that was there, look at the fact that they had riots and riots and riots and, and protests and all this kind of stuff going on in China right before this thing gets released. Now they're all quelled. They're all gone. Okay. So if you look back in October, they were throwing American flags or chanting American flags, you know, chanting for freedom and uh, all over China. And now all that squashed, right? They're, they're, you know, Trump was heating up on trade stuff all over China, um, on, on, on China right before this came out. All these other things are taking place right before this gets released. You know, there's a lot of things that if you do the homework and do the research and you look at all the reasons they had to release something like this, it's not that hard to, to believe that they're going to make up a BS story about, oh, this is a new thing because people were eating bat soup. All right. You know, a lot of diseases that animals carry aren't transmittable to humans. You know, this uh, they started off calling this the human coronavirus. And, and yeah, wasn't that kind of true, too, now that you just kind of mentioned that? The coronavirus has been around for a while, right? Yeah. I mean, we've known about it. But I guess just this strand or something like that is just a little bit more intense. You know, it's it's funny that it's, it's only – it seems to be more intense, but it's, it's funny that it's – it's pretty much only old people that it's killing it's, and uh, people that are 65 and up pretty much. And, um, and it's not, it's not affecting children. It's not affecting uh, people that are, that are, you know, middle-aged. It's, it's, it's killing older people. Okay. Not to say other people aren't going to get sick from it, but it's killing older people. Now, what would the, what would the governments of the world want to do with, with a virus that was, targeting older people you know maybe free up social security you know i mean that there's there's <laughs> there's we're upside down in this yeah. ponzi scheme we, of social security right i mean right right it's, yeah there's, it's a, there's so many places it's not an overcoming well that's for sure no no and so so we're upside down you know medicare is upside down it, it it's all it's all this big upside down ponzi scheme there there is a lot here from a banking perspective that that is uh, is taking place um, globally that can it's, it's very difficult to get in into this conversation as far as, as how deep this goes with agenda 21 and uh, prefacing agenda 30 and stuff like this see we knew about this kind of stuff happening back in 2010 okay that this stuff was on the horizon back in 2010 from just the things that we follow and and now it's happening Okay, this isn't a surprise. Now, when we talk about preparation, see, you can prep and you can have your food supplies ready and even your your toilet paper ready. And not to make a joke of what these idiots are fighting over at Walmart, but you can have these things set aside for yourself 
because you kind of have to these days. Okay. Look, people in Mississippi, for example, and, and in New Orleans, after Hurricane Katrina, they were were lining up outside of FEMA trucks to get food for a long time. Okay, they, they had FEMA was in Lafayette, Louisiana, as they were putting displaced people from New Orleans in Lafayette, Louisiana. FEMA was there, um, and people were, were going and getting chips and bread and, and all kinds and water bottles and all kinds of stuff in Lafayette. Okay, Lafayette wasn't even affected by the hurricane, but all the people that got displaced were, and 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 they were there in their lines getting their food and water. Okay, so, but you had people in Mississippi that were quote unquote preppers, and what they were doing were living their daily lives. Why? Because they had food, they had water, they had, you know, their own well. They 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 had uh, everything that they needed. To continue so, so you're saying that they were lives. prepared? Yeah, I'm saying they, that they, they were, were prepared. prepared. They were prepared, man. I mean, it's it's um, it it doesn't have to be a, a, a an asteroid hitting the Earth, or it doesn't have to be an alien attack. It doesn't have to be Armageddon for things to go bad. Okay, right now we see Italy is on lockdown. Now, take Europe as a as a as a as a continent. And, th- and then put it over the United States, you're going to see it smaller, okay? Imagine our nation right now with, you know, lots of people dead so far re- regarding this thing, um, and they're trying, to, they're trying to keep it locked down. What's going to happen when they stop interstate travel, okay? Right now, uh, Amazon and Bill Gates are talking about being able to provide swab kits to make sure that you – that people can go door to door and start swabbing people's mouths. I don't, I don't like that idea. Okay, not not, not even a little bit. So, is one of two things going to happen? Either they're transmitting it, or it's a little bit too big brother for my taste. You see, right now people need to get their money out of the stock market, and and of course, it, you know, I don't know your personal situation. You know, those of you who are who are listening. And so this cannot be taken as financial advice from Jeff Sokol, but but look at your own personal situation. Get, and and if it were me, I'll tell you what I would do. I'll tell you what I did. I got my money out of the stock market, put money in gold, put money in crypto, and put money in, in silver. Okay? And, and and as far as everything else is concerned, write it out. You know, you want to make sure that your money is not going to be taking this nosedive expect your dollars that you have in the bank if this keeps going south expect the dollars that you have in the bank to become less and less valuable all right there's no telling where this is going to stop angela merkel just came out and said that 70 percent of germany could be infected with coronavirus they've got italy on absolute lockdown you're not even allowed to leave the country unless you have a, a written statement that it's for work and there are jail penalties for lying on that document, okay? <clears throat> and then y- y- there's mandatory quarantines taking place. Even in the United States, people are being quarantined, okay? So to say that, to, to make light of this and say that there's nothing going on here outside of the ordinary or that it's not any different from a regular flu, well, what's different about it is the panic level. The stock market today alone dropped another 1400 and some odd points 
right? Um, gold just went up seven dollars. It's a, it's we're we're starting to see, which isn't a huge fluctuation, um, on the gold side, but we're starting to see where panic can set in. We're having a market correction right now. People are pulling some cash onto the sidelines, and we're starting to see where these things can take place that that uh, that could be of use or fallout, you know? <clears throat> so as far as being prepared is concerned, I'd say to make sure that you don't lose money in the market is the biggest thing. Put your money into an IUL if you want to. Put your money into gold. Put your money into, in, into crypto. I wouldn't put all of it in any one spot unless it's going to be into an IUL or an annuity where you're not going to lose money in the market. But that's that's yeah. But before anybody goes and does that, like we've we've got to help people with the trust side, right? Because most people don't realize when they get life insurance or annuities or any type of thing to set themselves up, they think that they're protected. What they don't realize is that's an asset at the same time. And being a member of Smart Wealth, we're going to show you guys how to basically in life you want to get to the point where you own nothing but you control everything yeah and that's one of the bread and butters that we do so just so you guys know listening you've got to make sure to know um you end up in a long-term care facility something happens to you a lot of things you think you have that's going to there to protect you that's also what other people know the first thing they go for to deplete your pockets to come up with cash yeah and, and there are you know, there's lots of things that can that can affect your personal situation, but is um, uh, you know, if you end up in a long-term care facility, you know, hopefully that doesn't happen. But but you know, people, you you want to keep an arm's length of your assets. Is I guess is a point in in that you know if somebody walks down your sidewalk in front of your house and trips and breaks their leg. I mean, they can they can sue you personally. You see what I'm saying? I mean, so this is a stupid country we live in where, you know, you remember in California, they had that, they had that, um, they had that burglar that fell through the woman's glass ceiling in, in the kitchen oh. and, uh, and oh. the judge in, in, like, and he sued the, he sued the homeowner and, the, and won, you know, I mean, how stupid is this? Is, I, I, I thought that was a wise tale. You actually heard something of that too, huh? That was real. That, that made it kind of universal. That was That's real, funny. Man. Yeah. You know, so people do dumb things, and 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 people are have liabilities. Um, and if you have an, if you have money sitting on the sidelines, you know, if you have gold, if you have any any stuff in your or even property, you know, your car, in your personal name, then you can, you know, you can lose it. Is the point? Um, and so you don't want to have any of that stuff in your personal name, you know. And so we do set up trusts. Um, we set we set up irrevocable trusts and and, uh, and stuff like that that we coach each person on individually as as necessary uh, to get that to get that going for them. But but yeah, that, I guess that's what you're talking about. But we can get into that in more detail as they come into Smart Wealth for sure. Yeah, yeah. I just want them to know that you know don't go running somewhere when when we're here to actually set you up too. I mean, I think our our whole purpose behind what we're doing here is to protect people. And what help them prepare for the unexpected. So yeah. if we've tr- had some trials and errors, and and a lot of us, it's not our fault. I mean, we're we're really not guilty for what we don't know, but we are guilty for what we hear and we don't listen to. Yeah, and and, and look, you know, I've got a buddy of mine that for months has been, maybe even years, has been selling 
um, you know, home preparation preparedness foods. Okay, so like, uh, you know, th- those those little deals. You put the water in. You put the hot water in it. You know, not not an MRE, but but just 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 the just the food that um that stores for a long time. You know, the freeze dried stuff. He's been selling that stuff for years, and nobody wanted to buy it. Now he's out. He can't get anymore. You know, he was selling the kits for the for the masks and stuff like that, just in case, you know, something something happened. And now he's out of masks. You know, I mean, it's a it, being prepared is is not hurrying up and buying the stuff that you need when the shit starts hitting the fan. You know. You want to make sure that you got what you need before that that takes place. Otherwise, you're scrambling, and and next thing you know, you get punched in the face at Walmart because some because you you know you're fighting over toilet paper. <laughs> okay, I right? Mean, and that that tear is pretty easy, right? Yeah, I mean, so so being prepared is is being able to make sure that you have everything that you need, you know, and and, and if you don't have it right now go out and get it. You know, a lot of people aren't looking out for the beans and the rice and stuff like that. I got to tell you, that's most of what we prep, you know? Yeah. I mean, we put some canned stuff in there as well, <clears throat> but when you have beans, you have rice, you know, there's, there's countries that exist solely on beans and rice, you know, for, as a, as a staple, you know, look at Costa Rica, for example, beans and rice has a name for it. They call it casados in Costa Rica. Okay, because beans and the black beans and rice are always together. Or like every plate that you order in Costa Rica is going to be a plantain, beans, and rice, right? So there's uh, you know, this is just part of their culture, but at the same time, it's a complete meal, and so and it's ex- extraordinarily inexpensive for what you get. You know, you can go to Costco and get a 25 pound bag of beans for 20 bucks or whatever, and and uh, and the same thing with rice. You know, so and that lasts you a very, very long time. You know, and so what we're looking at here is just being able to make sure that you have the things that you the things that you need. You know, as uh, depends on where you are. If you're in a city, you're a lot more vulnerable to this. You know, I mean, you know, you might have to stock water. You know, I mean, out here in Montana, we we have our own well and stuff like that, and we have a 2,800 acre lake across the street. So it's um. You know, there's deer and turkeys walking all over the walking all over the property every single day, so so we kind of keep our meat on the hoof, but but it's something to consider. It's something to always look at and say, hey, how am I set up in case X happens? You know, it's not like guys that I'm not practicing what I preach. Okay, I live out here, and and look. I live out here because I love it. I live out here because I love the woods, because I love the beauty out here in the mountains. Um, I love the land. I love the animals. And I can work from here, and I can do everything that I need to from here and uh, as, much as, I, as much as I want. Or if I want, I can go into an office. But I prefer to do most of the things that I do, especially this podcast, from my home office, Okay, which you see here behind me. We have wood heat in this home as well as a as a propane furnace. Our propane it will will last if we don't use it as a furnace. Our propane will last on our stove for roughly three to four years. Okay, and of course, being having two wood stoves in the house for heat, we can also cook on the wood stoves and 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 we also have barbecue pits and stuff like that that we can cook on outside in that 
in the summer. So, so it's just, and of course, our, our property is extraordinarily treed. We've got, you know, tens of thousands of trees on the property and, um, and firewood put up for a decade and everything else. So, you know, being prepared is not a, is not just about knowing how to survive and, and having survival skills and, and keeping 10,000 cans of, of uh, whatever string beans and, and um, you, you know, and spam on, on the shelves. That's part of it. Um, but for us, that's not even a big part. You know, we, you know, when, when you can store dry goods by the 25 pound bag and like literally, bro, you spend 200 bucks at Costco, you've got everything you're going to need for a year, you know? And, and that's the, uh, and, and that's a good way to do it. In my opinion, in my opinion, that's a good way to do it. You know? And something I can appreciate about Jeff, um, you guys is he's actually not just out here talking about things. He's actually backing them up too. a lot of people in life will talk, they'll say things, but they don't have action behind it. And it, if you want to get behind somebody or anything in life, you want to make sure the action's there. Um, not just talking about it or saying you could, or you might, you should, because what happens when you say, I could, I might, I should, or, or even the hospital saga, I, how many people say they're going to start a diet on Monday or how many people are going to go to the gym on Monday or how many people are going to do something after the weekend. And, and I don't know if you guys know, but your subconscious makes you believe that you already did it. Mm -hmm. So that's why we always put things out in our mind. We say, we'll do it on Monday or next week. So, so we almost feel like we did it without even doing it. So it comes the next week and we, and we don't jump on it. Another thing for the audience to know, when you know you need to do something, just say one, two, three, four, five, do it. Because the, the longer you're like, hey, I really don't want to do this, I, you're going to come up with an excuse to stop. So you just want to get your brain moving forward. And that's something I appreciate about Jeff. His, his brain's almost 10 steps in front of most people. So he's always out, out, outside of himself. But nevertheless, he still moves forward. Yeah, and, and I appreciate you saying that. It, the the thing is, is, is that, you know, I've got four kids, right? I, I, I have a family that, that that depends on me to make sure that I'm doing what I can the right way for them. And, and that, that, you know, we just have to, as a, as, as a man with a family, that, that it, I need to make sure that they're okay. And so that's always the, that's always the underlying you know, thing, but the reason behind everything that we do is is to make sure that the family's going to be all right and that the kids are going to be all right and they, that they're going to have what they need, and and that's what that's the driver behind that. If, that. if I was single, I wouldn't be worried about any of this, and I'm not worried about it now because I'm prepared. If I wasn't prepared, uh, then uh, maybe I would be worried, you know. But the the if I didn't have children, I know that I can take my knife a couple of guns and my dog go in the woods and I'll be fine, you know, and my pack and, and, and I, I can make what I can do whatever from, from, from there. And, um, and you know, I wouldn't be very concerned about it at all, especially out here where, where game is so abundant. Um, but you know, for you guys in the cities, I'm telling you, this could get very, very scary. You know, this could get very, very scary because, when they start shutting down interstate borders, okay, when they start shutting down interstate traffic or start quarantining states, you're going to see a slow in, in food availability in stores. It's, I would go as far to say that at some point, 
it could be to where only the FEMA is delivering food, okay, and in, in, in certain areas and stuff like that, okay? <clears throat> so what we're looking at here is that you need to do for yourself. And, and right now, if you don't have, you know, water bottles stacked up, you know, go get some. If you, you know, get a, at least two weeks worth of, worth of food and supplies, it's going to cover you and your family, you see. And, and I'm not talking, don't buy perishables. You know, you might not ever use this stuff. Hopefully you won't have to. But know the difference that when trucks stop operating, when trucks stop moving in the grocery stores, three days, the grocery store is going to be out of food. Okay, the grocery stores don't stock food anymore. They get daily delivered. Three days, the store's out. After that, and people start running out of food a week later, your mild-mannered accountant that lived next door is going to take his 38 special that he keeps in the dresser drawer on the top shelf in the closet, and he's going to start holding up old ladies to rob their pantries because he's got a three-year-old kid that's starving to death. Okay, and she's crying. And, I mean, this is something that any father would do, you know. Um, and it's, it's, not, it, it's not something you can, you know, really blame him for other than the fact that he's unprepared, you know. And, and, that's, the, and that's the thing. It, and the sad part is, is that he's going to walk into the wrong house and there's going to be a gunfight going on, you see. And somebody's going to end up getting hurt, you know. And God forbid all of this happens. But this happens in other countries. We've been very, very fortunate in the United States to not have to deal with a lot of that. But now we're looking at, at it from the perspective of, hey, what if we did? You know, what if we did have to deal with this? What if we did have to come to terms with the idea that, that hey, we're not invincible here? You know, and I think we found that out on 9-11. You know, and maybe it's because of 9-11 that I have these views. You know, um, but the bottom line is I saw what happened with family members of mine during Katrina. Okay. And that were displaced out of New Orleans. Um, good thing. My brother-in-law had just bought a house in Southern Mississippi. Um, that was a little bit North of about, I don't know, five or six miles North of I-10. Uh, and it was high ground and, and all, all of his family was able to go there. And, and they were, you know, they, they had their own wells and, and stuff like that, and they were able to survive it. Uh, but I'll tell you, it's a bad situation. It's a bad, bad situation whenever, whenever people have to start relying on FEMA, the government, to provide food. You know, because, you know, I want you to look up Agenda 21 and give it a serious look and, and read the actual documents that were created uh, from a globalist perspective. You see, the actual documents. Don't read about somebody's opinion. Just read the documents. Just look it up. And it's a, and you'll see that they have every intention of controlling global food supply. Okay? Every intention of controlling global food supply. At one point, the Obama administration was trying to make it illegal to, uh, via the WHO, to have... Um, uh, farmers markets. Okay, so they were trying to work with the UN to outlaw farmers markets because it's not 
FDA regulated. Can you imagine such a thing? That a neighbor can't sell his neighbor food? You see what I'm saying? I mean, yeah, that, that gets rid of that farm to fresh. People love that stuff. Yeah, I think there was such a backlash. Our farm to table. Yeah, farm to table. Yeah, there, there was such a backlash over it that, um, that you know, uh, people were, were going to protest over it so much. That's just, you know, they weren't ready for it. They were just, they were just <coughs> not going to have that, that kind of freedom taken away, you know. But look, man, I mean, you know keep firearms with you you know i mean this right here is a uh wow this this right here guys he's not messing around no no i mean don't 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 come to his house um with a knife not expecting a gunfight huh oh yeah yeah look i carry this here in montana um just because the um just because i walk around my property and we have bears and wolves out here you know, and, and it's wintertime right now, but I tell you what, I saw a big mountain lion tracks the other day, um, about 200 yards from my house, you see? And, and so, so we carry this stuff out here just because, you know, and I've got a short, uh, I've got a short shotgun. It's, it's, um, uh, you know, it's made by Mossberg, great little gun to, to keep on your back. And the thing is that, you know, it's just dumb to not have that here, right? You know, because we have large predators out here. We have every large predator in North America, I believe it, like in this area in Montana. Um, uh, you know, uh, as well as moose and elk and, and, and whitetail. And, and, uh, and so, you know, it's a really beautiful spot to live. But at the same time, it can be dangerous. But it's, you need to keep firearms around. You need to, and if you don't agree with that, well, then be a victim. Okay? Be a victim. Um, that's, that's completely up to you. If you don't think, well, I don't need guns to survive. Well, you're going to be a victim and, and even worse, your, your, uh, your family's going to be a victim. Okay. All because you didn't have the cojones to, to uh, get what you need. You know? Yeah. It's that famous saying, it's better to have one and not need it than need it and not have it. Totally. Yeah. That, I mean, I think that's a big deal with guns, you know, earlier the other day we saw, uh, maybe it was yesterday even we saw Joe Biden telling the guy that he's that he's uh that he's full of shit because he doesn't need an ak uh, i mean a, a, an ar-15 um and and he i think he even might have used the term a- ar-14 uh poor guy but he ends up validating our point because the second amendment wasn't created for what we need I, I don't remember reading need anywhere in the second amendment to be honest with you <laughs> it's it's uh it's not about what we need it's all about what we are l- allowed to have i mean it's it's all about our rights and, and so as far as a as far as a need is concerned it has nothing to do with a need it's it's only about what our rights are and exercising those rights um doesn't have you know you don't have to have a need to exercise a right you see so so I believe with our point of all this, too, guys, is we're not trying to freak anybody out. We're just letting you know that you guys, we've all got to be prepared in life. And at the end of the day, if you're not prepared for for the unexpected or the expected, then, I mean, you, you can't, like, hide everywhere, right, at the same time. So if you if you think about it one way and you're like, well, I'm not going to be the guy that's, you know, worried about everything. Um, however, you do need to be concerned about things. And, and I think that's what we're trying to get across. 
And this all relates to everything that we here, we do here at Smart Wealth because what we're here to do is protect your guys' future. We're here to help you guys prepare for things. Um, and yeah, just like the coronavirus, it was not something that we were expecting. You know, the beginning of 2020, I don't think anybody thought come almost St. Patrick's Day that we wouldn't even think about green leprechauns at this point. Hmm. No, especially not, not green monsters. I mean, you know, when it comes to what you think you're going to think about, that, that's all about preparations, just expecting the unexpected. You know, like we don't know what's going to happen. And people, this is a black swan. Okay, this is a black swan event, and it and it's what that means is is that if, for those of you who don't know, it's basically something that's un, that's unanticipated, but it has far-reaching effects. Okay, it's massive far-reaching effects that, that you didn't see coming, and so this is a black swan event, and it's something that we didn't see coming, that the markets didn't see coming, but somebody saw it coming because this is no accident. Okay, and you can call me conspiracy theorist if you want to, whatever the case is, but. That's just showing your own ignorance. I mean, what we have right here is absolute fact that this is a this is something that that was all the chips just adding up in the right direction to say this is done on purpose. You know, it's a um, having a set of skills that are going to keep you where you need to be, keep you safe, keep your family safe, and and having some some uh, some spare food. It's like having. It's like having some spare cash. You know, when you travel, you know, you're going to put some cash put some cash in your pocket for traveling. It's the same, you know, when you're going on a road trip, you want to make sure that you have some cash in case something happens. Uh, you know, you'll be able to get around. You'll be able to, you'll be able to get some gasoline, you know, cash if you need it. Um, but not being able to do that is just not being prepared, you see. And so, so it's the difference between stressing and not stressing it's the difference between being able to eat and not being able to eat or it's the difference between having a standard of bread line because you know to feed your kids versus cooking some rice and beans you know and look i tell you rice and beans and salt and pepper and a little deer meat goes a long way you know store some onions or whatever the case is um it goes it goes a long way during this during this uh you know stuff like this you know you can make a full meal out of that kind of stuff but i tell you this if, if and when you get you find yourself in a situation that grocery stores are running out, you're not going to be able to get Prego, okay? You're not going to be able to get a lot of the stuff that you're hoping that you'd be able to get. It's not a bad idea to have some meat put away. It's not a bad idea to have these things just set aside. It's not expensive, and and it can be the difference between panicking and not panicking, life and death. Okay, so. It's uh, so yeah, that's it's pretty much about prepping. Right, amen to that, Jeff. And and with saying amen on anything, um, we don't need to to hide behind us having some beliefs in this world, right? I mean, where we're not afraid to say we're Christians, we're not afraid to say that we believe in Jesus. Um, so do you mind if we say a quick prayer for the, some of the families that are affected with the coronavirus and? Just ask for, you know, God's help, his mercy to intervene and, and keep us protected at the same time. Yeah, please. So, dear Heavenly Father, we come before you not only because we love you, we come before you for your grace, God. You've given us the ability to cover up our sins. You've given us the freedom so we can be accepted into the kingdom just by asking and just by letting the blood of Jesus cover us. So, Lord, we just ask you for the coronavirus, the families that are infected right now all over the countries. It hasn't quite 
been quite impactful in the United States, but there are some things that are starting to pop up. But just for outside of our own bubble, right? Because a lot of times we don't think outside of our bubble. We don't care about outside of our bubble. But what happens if it gets in our bubble? So, Lord, we just ask you to eradicate this disease right now, this virus, as quickly as possible. And more so, we just ask you to humble the hearts that are listening, to open up to the understanding that we may not always be prepared correctly. And whatever we can do to make sure that we're protected and our families can survive, those are steps that we should take under your covenant. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for that, Vincent. Well, guys, this is uh, we're about out of time here for our our uh, coronavirus update podcast um, and our pr- podcast on prepping. But, bro, I appreciate you uh, coming on here, here this evening, brother. And um, I know it's, it's uh, getting past your bedtime. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. I got to prepare for tomorrow morning. That's it, man. You got, got lots to do. All right, guys. God bless y'all. Thanks. We'll see y'all in a bit.